Welcome to 5 Minutes to Learn with Michael Reisinger. I'll go ahead and get right into it. So the word empowerment, I think, is a popular term that is being used, especially in the last five to 10 years, I've been seeing it come up quite a bit in you know, organizational, continuous improvement, culture, leadership. Uh, there's a lot of influencers out there. People are talking about it on podcasts. Some companies even include it in the naming of their company, which I totally respect. And I hope that uh, everybody listening will, will know that uh, you know, I do understand the nuance in this word, but I want to highlight a, a sort of way and a method that I think it's being overused, overspoken, and oversimplified, maybe. Some background story. I have a lot of experience in enterprise transformation, rolling out uh, you know, new projects, rolling out leadership programs, uh, training sessions, teaching on lean principles, and, and the like. And something that's often talked about is empowerment. And what I have learned you know, in my own experience as an employee and now a business owner is that people generally speaking and, and myself especially, just because I know my experience with life, we come with power. We come already with a skill set list of talents that we have deeply ingrained in us. And if people are, you know, kind of telling us about empowerment, you know, my question to them is, you know, how how do you have the ability to empower or give power to another person. There's this idea that, you know, technology empowers us, like that's really big right now, artificial intelligence or AI, right? Everybody's talking about that, you know, use it to empower your daily work, you know, tasks. Use it to, you know, accelerate. Um, you know, there's there's empowerment in that sense. Um, empowerment has a bunch of different contexts, but I am mainly focusing today on the context that it has in you know an organizational structure and when it comes to leadership. Okay, to set the stage by saying that the the what I'm about to read comes from David Marquette. It's from his book Turn the Ship Around. It's already come up on a previous podcast episode, and it will definitely be coming up uh, you know in future episodes. Um, but I wanted to kind of offer this um, just so that you can use discernment and be careful when you hear uh, that word empowerment being used. So in the end of the book, and you know, spoiler alert, if you're planning to read this book, just stop listening. Go ahead and go read it. It's, it's amazing. But this book is based on David's leadership experience in the Navy. So I'm going to go ahead and read this from page 212. Mechanism. Don't empower. Emancipate. Empowerment is a necessary step because we've been accustomed to disempowerment. Empowerment is needed to undo all of those top-down, do-what-you're-told-be-a-team-player messages that result from our leader-follower model. But empowerment isn't enough in a couple of ways. First, empowerment by itself is not a complete leadership structure. Empowerment does not work without the attributes of competence and clarity. Second, Empowerment still results from and is a manifestation of a top-down structure. At its core is the belief that the leader empowers the followers, that the leader has the power and ability to empower the followers. We need more than that because empowerment within a leader-follower structure is a modest compensation and a voice lost compared with the overwhelming signal that you are a follower. It is a confusing signal. What we need is release or emancipation. Emancipation is fundamentally different from empowerment. With emancipation, we are recognizing the inherent genius, energy, and creativity in all people and allowing those talents to emerge. We realize that we don't have the power to give those talents to others or empower them to use them, only the power to prevent them from coming out. Emancipation results when teams have been given decision-making power 
and have the additional characteristics of competence and clarity. You know you have an emancipated team when you no longer need to empower them. Indeed, you no longer have the ability to empower them because they are not relying on you as their source of power. That ends the passage from the book. A a way to put it more simply is there is a Wizard of Oz effect that kind of has to happen with people who feel like they've been disempowered. As an example, you know, the Cowardly Lion, the Scarecrow, and the Tin Woodman, you know, they get to the end of the story in the Wizard of Oz. They realize that they had the gifts all along. The Tin Man had a heart. The Lion had courage. The Scarecrow had brains. And they had opportunities to use those skill sets throughout the story. Just a cautionary tale here. Be careful with the words. Remember that when you're hiring people, you, are, you want them to come with power. You don't want to have to empower them. It's very exhausting hiring somebody who is supposed to come with power. And then you also have the job of not only training them to do the job, but in believing in themselves and giving them that license to use their talents. Thanks for listening. 